Welcome to the Wasatch Dunk Podcast, featuring Nick Wettenkamp and Chayton Peterson. Utah sports the way you want them. Welcome to the Wasatch Dunk Podcast, featuring Nick Wettenkamp and Chayton Peterson. Utah sports the way you want them. Welcome back, Wasatch Dunkers. Nick and I here are again with another podcast. Today we're going to be going into uh, the Rona. The Rona. No live sports. Man, we've been dry. Uh, Then Nick and I are going to discuss the NFL draft that took place last week. Uh, We'll do a top three for us, our first top three. Uh, And then we'll do another boozing with the boys. Nick, how have we been? How have we been with the Rona? Uh, Rona's got me. I'm sick of Rona. Fuck Rona. It's it's. <laughs> I don't even I don't even have words for it anymore. Oh. I'm just Rona. I'm ready for things to go back. Rona ain't good. Rona ain't yeah. good. Big government get you. It's not. Big government it's, get you. It's not good. No, <clears throat> the no live sports has been rough. Like we would have, we'd be in the heat of the NBA playoffs right now. Um, yep. MLB would have been kicked off. Yeah. Uh, for me personally, NASCAR would be going on. NASCAR still is kind of going on, but uh, a lot of sports. And uh, I think, really, I personally, I think we need them. Like, as much as people or some of the athletes kind of complain about, um, you know, not playing in fans, I, I just think it's like as a whole brings brings us together. Like, there's sports brings a lot of people together. Uh, you know, whether we're rival teams or not, it's just cool to have. A common thing bring all cultures together, isn't it, Nick? Yeah, I would agree. I think having like I've always loved sports. I mean, we've all we've always loved sports, but I I think now that it's gone, we truly realize what impact it has on not only our lives but almost everyone's lives. So it's it's and this is around the world too. Like, I, there's really no sports anywhere that are taking place. I mean, we have. UFC and Dana White trying to get an island or whatever and, and still continue to fight without fans and and whatnot. But yeah, um, he's trying. He's trying. Which which I get, but you also want to make sure that everyone's safe at the same time. So I don't know. It, there's there's really no right or wrong answer as to what what should happen or what should take place. But I I don't know. I mean, even if sports came back tomorrow, I, I don't know if fans would be allowed into the yeah. into the arenas or stadiums or whatnot. But at, at least just having sports right. to watch would be <laughs> would be great at this point. <clears throat> yeah, I think I've heard a few good points on you know just just bringing something back. Like is a and I think not to get political or anything, but that's kind of why Donald Trump brought in like the MLB, the NFL, the NBA bunch of commissioners to talk about like i think sports may like head up the the back to normalcy and i kind of hope it does because like i said it brings around brings it back brings us all together one common thing for us all to root for but yeah no love st- no golf uh i'm hope if the masters goes on in november man that would be so nice a, a november masters in augusta that, that would, would be pretty be cool. that'd be pretty lit I, I, I hope that goes through i hope they don't need fans, so be it. Uh, I don't think fans, at least in large masses, will probably be allowed until we develop a good system to at least um, have some sort of security on knowing people, like taking people, st- like, you know, they have, they have uh, metal detectors when you walk into a, an arena stadium. I, I think we'll start seeing, uh, like, thermometers, people taking your temperature or something, or, uh, I don't know. We'll see. I, uh want sports to be back something to at least watch something to be excited for like there's nothing to look forward to on the weekends anymore nothing and i think just at least having some kind of sports would be nice but uh i would agree the nba um now that kind of everything's transitioning back to opening up quotation marks intended there um the nba had at one point stated they were opening up practice facilities to teams in states uh, that were um, rolling back some regulations and uh, restrictions. Uh, but um, I think probably the most popular state or the most known state to start doing that was 
Was it? Uh, no, it was Georgia. Georgia. So uh, I believe the Hawks was it the Hawks. I believe it was the Hawks. They said they weren't going to do it until they kind of see how things play out with with uh, Georgia rolling back the restrictions. So the NBA retracted that statement. They're at least going to wait a week, I believe, to start that process of opening up practice facilities. Yeah, May eighth, I believe, is when they are because the Hawks are the ones that said that they don't feel comfortable. Um, <clears throat> joining and i think even though that practice facilities are opening if i'm correct i don't think they can practice like as a team you're, like you're right you, you still have to you still have to practice social distancing you yeah. just well you it's in the pr- practice facility. It, it's uh it's kind of like moratorium i don't know if anybody plays high school or college sports or knows about that but it's a very similar moratorium they can't have an organized practice the facilities are open and you can voluntarily work out voluntarily but um, it, it can't be an organized practice. Very similar to a moratorium in either high school or college sports. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just, I really don't know what the transition is going to be. I know um, there's been rumors about putting every team in one centralized location or having four different locations. And just keeping the players in a hotel, they'd play in front of no fans. Um, and they would just like, you'd have like Houston. I mean, I'm just throwing out random cities, but like Houston, uh, Indianapolis, Flor- like somewhere in Florida and somewhere in, Se- uh, in Seattle. And that would be the four cities that the, the teams play in. Right. And they're just heavily supervised. And I, I don't know, like that would... That would be weird. I know some players have objected that, mostly being LeBron. Um, LeBron James. Fuck him. I don't know. Baseball has a similar – the MLB has a similar suggestion of, like, just playing in in Arizona mm-hmm. as well. So the leagues are trying to develop something because it's been over a month now that we haven't had any sort of organized sports. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, so I think – <clears throat> this is pretty little wild for at least basketball, but it's fairly well accepted that the Rona doesn't do well outside. So maybe the NBA could go to a hotter climate and play games outside. I don't know. Be interesting. I mean, they're going to have any fans anyway. Um, I'm sure there's solid courts out there they could play. I guess it, I think maybe that's a little bit of an advantage that baseball has being able to play outside. Um, but like, like I said, it's a little bit. It's well accepted. Not necessarily confirmed, but studies suggest, and it's fairly well accepted, that being outside um, doesn't do the Rona well, especially in hot, humid climates. So Florida, Houston, Louisiana, any of those places. I know Louisiana has kind of been hit hard, uh, but hot, humid places kind of alleviates that. That would be interesting to see NBA be outside, in my opinion. That would be weird. We'll see. I don't know. <clears throat> we will. Now, we kind of touched on this a little bit, but uh, we kind of wanted to talk about going to an actual event. Nick, you uh, are going to be having season tickets to the University of Utah uh, football season at Rice-Eccles Stadium. Uh, how do you feel about going to an event with, with, with people at it, uh, large large crowds? Um, I think for me, it's I, – I would still go. I know <laughs> – some people don't wouldn't accept that wouldn't go i know someone um who i work for they said they they go to ohio state games all the time and they said they would not step foot into the stadium at all whether they open it up tomorrow or not and to me it's sounds a bit sus to me i i guess for me it's just like it's something I love to do. And, you know, I, I, of course, if I'm feeling sick or I, I don't feel good, I, I wouldn't put anyone at risk. And, you know, as long as I, I personally, I think if they do play the season and they allow fans in there, it's going like, you're going to have to practice social distancing, how that looks. I have no idea in a stadium, but for me, I would, I would still go out there um and, and, and watch football, but yep. I'm, I'm a little concerned with the season and how it's going to play out and what that's going to look like yeah. um, come August. So I, I guess we'll see. But to answer your question, I, I would still go personally. Yeah, I feel you. I'm in the same boat. I ain't scared of no Rona. Um, I know that's not a very popular opinion. I mean, 
to maybe people of a younger generation that's not very popular. But um, I think it's a little more popular than people may think. I, I'm okay. With, I, I, I'm not really too worried about it personally. Um, again, I know that's not very popular, but um, I personally don't think there's enough information out there to make a good judgment on whether to go or not. So I, I, I would feel comfortable going. I wouldn't really mind. Actually, it'd, be, it'd probably be nice because there wouldn't be so many damn people there. We'd find, be able to find a place to park. It's been nice to drive out on the road, man. Nobody out there. I don't. I went to Costco the other day, and there's a ton of people there. But uh, I went to Sam's Club right next door, and there ain't nobody there. Five o'clock, no traffic. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's. I mean, there's pros and cons to it, and it's. I think the biggest thing for me is I would just hate to be asymptomatic and and get someone sick. I I think is the the biggest thing that I would worry about. So, I I guess to retract my answer a little bit, it would be as long as the University of Utah is like screening people as they come in and making sure that they're not you know, a certain temperature or whatnot, just checking their temperature or whatnot. I, I think that as long as that's in play, I, I would be okay with it. Mm. So I'm uh, going either way. You can Ligma. Well, well, they open, we'll I'm going. Cool. Uh, well, I, I think if, it, I think if they open, that's for the most part, I think you would have a pretty clear indication that it's relatively safe outside. So, but who am I? That is right. Who are you, Nick? Well, <clears throat> moving on from the Rona, we all know about the Rona. It's plastered everywhere. We want to get into some cool stuff. Let's talk about the NFL draft, Nick, that happened last week. Apparently, sources have confirmed to me Roger Goodell was drunk off his ass in the first round. Sources have <laughs> confirmed that. What's your take on um, Roger Goodell being drunk off his ass during the first <laughs> round? I don't know what he was. The dude had a hard time reading the names he was kind of slurring his words a little bit um i I don't know maybe he just was slamming some hennessy and you know was feeling good at home i i I thought it was i thought it was funny that he he still had like people on zoom or whatever it was who were still booing him because then if you know the draft you come out and he he gets booed every time he gets introduced, <laughs> and every time he walks out to to tell the the pick, he gets booed. So he had people like booing him, and I I I actually thought that was kind of funny. So, um, but yeah, the dude, the dude was looking a little rough, in in my opinion. And I know the internet had had some some funny memes and comments <laughs> and whatnot, but. The dude, the dude looked like he was uh, he was high off his ass, or he was he was drunk. I I, I don't know, maybe both. Who knows? It could be. I didn't know that. <laughs> it was funny. I did see. I guess some Zoom. I, I just thought they were random fans, but I, I didn't. I guess I didn't necessarily notice them booing him as he was calling. Yeah, they booed. Like at the very beginning, they did, he just said, "Okay, here's some booze," and he's like, "I can still hear you in my basement." So, so I thought that was funny that he he went along with that. So that, I thought that was pretty cool. But I mean, for the I guess to give my my take on it, I think overall the way it was presented, it was a lot better than the NBA um, and ESPN collaboration with the horse, oh. like. That was awful. Oh, yeah. That's that's another thing we could talk about let's, here in a second. But yeah, let's finish this. I forgot to add that in. I even forgot that. Ha- that's how bad it was. I forgot it happened. And yeah. Mike Conley won. Like someone yeah. from the Jazz won something <laughs> that was included shooting. We freaking forgot it on the on the show notes because it was that yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, so but yeah, let's uh, we'll add that here after. We'll tack that on right before the top three moments. Uh, the Finns, but, Nick. You're a big Finns fan. They had a pretty good draft, right? Yeah, the Dolphins. Uh, if you guys don't know, I'm a huge Miami Dolphins fan. Um, finally, I think I'm hoping that this is our quarterback with Tua. So I was super pumped to get Tua. I know there were some rumors that the Dolphins were going to pick up Justin Herbert instead. I mean, I like Justin. Watched him play in Oregon. He plays the Utes every year. Um, definitely a talented quarterback, but. I think it was worth the risk. I know two has been it was injured, um, popped his hip out. Some were saying it's similar to Bo Jackson's uh, career-ending injury, where he popped his hip out of his socket. And this, 
I, I just think this is worth the worth the risk. And um, the Dolphins got an offense tackle that I think will definitely protect him. Overall, I think the Dolphins had a pretty solid draft um, and picked up some key components. I, I like Brian Flores. I think he's a he's the right coach for us and. I, I'm hoping Tua can lead the way and and create something new for the Dolphins. So, but overall, I, I was e- extremely happy with the Dolphins' choices and uh, and who they picked up. So, so we'll see what happens. The NFL ran a clip of Tua working out at an undisclosed location. Don't know where it was. It looked like a giant barn with football grass in it, with some random people that I didn't recognize. Nick on April 24th or 21st or 20th. I don't remember when it was. Very sus, IMO. And I think he should have been taken out of the draft for that. Where, where were you Where were you this weekend, Chate? Sitting on my ass at home. Where were you? <laughs> you were not. You oh, were camping. Wait. <laughs> you were camping with some random people, not practicing social distancing. Oh, was it's I? Just as, it's oh. just as bad. And, and just, where, where were you? Where were you? Hey, I was there too, oh, but I'm not oh. the one complaining about it. Hey, all I know is the NFL said, like, oh, who was it? Who was it at their house? Maybe it was Tua. Um, I, I think it was Tua that was at his house, and they first clipped into it, and he had like 50 people in there, Nick. They, that 50 people. When they go back to him getting drafted, there was four. You know the NFL stepped in and said, hey, hey, hey we can't be having a bad image out there. All right. Drunk ass Roger Goodell gave him a little ring a ding before he hit the pick. Told him to get his family the hell, or get those randos out, out the fucking house. Oh, uh, I just think I don't. I don't know the whole story on that, mm, but very sus. I'm very happy with Tua. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think the Dolphins had a had a pretty good draft, and I'm hoping this is the direction that that uh, we need to take it to to be a contender. Now that Tom Brady has left, to be twelve, baby. The, the the New England Patriots. So, if uh, um, I'm not sure if I've made an official announcement, but my allegiance has changed. I am now a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Tampa Bay, baby. That's my yeah. team. I'm gonna buy me a Tampa uh, a Tampa Bay TB12 jersey here very soon. It will catch me rocking that in public. Well, <laughs> the. It's pretty much the Tampa Bay Patriots now at this point. Rob Gronkowski also <coughs> Rob. joining uh, out of retirement, <laughs> coming down to, homie, to Tampa to, Bay. So uh, uh, to just go off on a tangent right really quick, that homie's uh, apparently he got traded. So, like, I thought he retired, and I thought that terminates your contract. But apparently the Patriots still had him on contract. Homie yep. signs a contract with the WWE for WrestleMania, and that's it. As it does one show for WrestleMania. And then the Patriots trade him for like a seventh round pick. Yeah, well, I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah, he was still. On, I think this is the last year of his contract. That's why some people were thinking that he would still potentially come back. Um, wow. Yeah. What so. a legend! What a legend! Well, uh, moving on, there were a significant amount of Utah college players uh, and high school player drafted. Uh, in the NFL draft, some notables, Jordan Love, taken by the Packers. Uh, um, Noah Togov... I don't know how to say his name. Noah Togovalia or something. <laughs> that was not good. Noah Togiai. <laughs> why, why did I have that? <laughs> You're thinking of two Tagalogia. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit, bro. <laughs> or like Rick Ross says, Tua Tagaviola. <laughs> right, Noah Togiai. Hunter High School alum, Buck Hunter. But uh, that's cool that he got drafted. Uh, but there were quite a few Utah Utes players drafted. Um, yeah, you want to go into that a little bit, Nick? Some uh, Utah Utah alums being drafted yeah. in the NFL draft? Yeah, so I think the, the biggest storyline out of Utah, uh, Utah, local Utah college draftees are – Jordan Love going to the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. The Green Bay Packers, as everyone knows, as Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, I I can only imagine he's not very happy. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is 36 years old. 
he's they they really didn't add anything around him to make the team better. I I think that's what Aaron Rodgers has been missing since they won the Super Bowl. And um yeah, so supposedly the the GM and Aaron haven't talked since the draft. I I I don't know if that still stands true, but um I know that I I just don't think Aaron Rodgers is is happy with yeah. it, but um, Jordan Love's a great quarterback. I, I mean, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play at Utah State. Um, watched him in a few games. I think that he can he can definitely be one of those guys that can be a great quarterback. It's just dependent on how much playing time he'll get because yeah. he'll he'll be in Green Bay underneath Aaron Rodgers. Right. So I I really don't know what the what the thought process was there and how 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 they're going to incorporate him, but. I mean, it's one of those things where I, I, I guess we'll see, but um, maybe some animosity between Aaron Rodgers and the and the Green Bay Packers. So that that'll be an interesting storyline going into the season. Mm. So, little tidbit: I have a little beef with Aaron Rodgers. I believe I don't know if he still is, but it's at some point, if not still is, uh, was dating Danica Patrick. That, I believe he still is. He still is? Okay. So I think. I, I think so, too. But I haven't really heard any news on that in a long time. All I know is that I know for a while Danica Patrick was dating Ricky Stenhouse Jr., NASCAR driver. I'm sure none of you know who oh, he is. Oh, God. And, like, out of the blue, like, like apparently they broke up, and then two days later she's with Aaron Rodgers. Big yikes for me, baby. She's Big a hoe. I don't know what oh. to tell you. What did, <laughs> what did you think you were getting from her? Oh, this is the same guy. This is the same guy, ladies and gentlemen, that told me that I need to be more respectful to women. <laughs> Got to hear with that. She is. Said she. Like, I don't even know her. I mean, I, seems a little scandalous to me. I ain't going to lie. Not going to lie. Sorry, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. But uh, I have a little beef with old uh, Raj Peace. So, uh, Jordan Love, uh, Utah State's kind of become a, a legitimate team in the last couple of years. Uh, with football and basketball, um, so good for them. I hope they keep getting better. And uh, I know they signed a deal with the Ducks uh, in like 27, 2027 or twenty twenty six for a three year uh, series to play them. So that's good for them. Good for Jordan Love. I'm sure he won't start. We'll see how Aaron Rodgers handles that. On like he's got to know that. Like what? What's what are the Packers supposed to do? Just be left high and dry when he retires? The guy's getting older. Um, and yeah, I mean there's time we'll see um but yeah uh with that moving on we are going to talk about the espn horse competition that's where we're going to interject here into our show notes uh yeah mike conley wins nick in maybe one of the most horribly produced productions espn's ever put out espn did a better job with bowling when they had bowling on espn and it wasn't very good that's how bad the horse competition was yeah, um, I, I do just want to go back. Sorry, I, I do want to go back to the draft really quick um, just because the University of Utah did have seven players drafted. That is the most in the Pac-12. Um, this guy played in his youths. And I think I, – I really think that what Kyle Whittingham has, has developed at the U is – is something that a lot of colleges can strive for. I think your progression from year one to year four, you see a massive increase. I mean, yes, we're not getting recruits like Alabama or LSU where these kids are pretty much ready to go right out of high school, but the Utes have a system in place that can develop you into a player that could potentially be making millions of dollars in the NFL. So that's my little tidbit on the um, the last of the draft, and I, I it was cool to see that seven Utes were drafted in the NFL draft this past week. But yes, back to the ESPN horse challenge. Thought it would be cool. I was like, damn, here we go. We got some live sports, or I guess it necessarily wasn't live, but we have some sort of like sports that have been happening during this this uh quarantine and <laughs> i was highly disappointed the first one the only one i watched was chauncey billups versus uh trey young and and these dudes 
These dudes make millions of dollars. I mean, Chauncey Billups is retired. Trey Young's, a, uh, you know, it, it has only been in the league for a little bit, and the 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 picture quality we we got out of this was, I I don't even know what to tell you. Like this this is worse. Like if you showed this to me now, not knowing that it was during a quarantine or Zoom or whatever, I'd be like, this is from like the the fucking nineties or something like that. Like this 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 shit's ass. And, and I mean, this is 2020 and these dudes for one are shooting basketballs in outside on some like Kmart basket or a ba- <laughs> basketball hoop. And the, 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 then you have like the little, the daughters or the, um, like sisters recording it and they're running all over the camera shaking. The, the pixelation is awful. And it, it was just unbearable to watch, and that was the only the only matchup I watched because it it sucked. Like I I couldn't bear watch any more of that because they had no idea who was shooting or where they were shooting. Like they just said right right wing, and then they'd be like, "I only heard wing, man. What'd you say?" And they'd be like, <laughs> "Right wing," and they're like, "I heard wing. I'm just gonna shoot the right wing." And then it would be like, oh, "That's right, that's right." And I, it, it was just. It was awful, and yeah, that's that's really all I had to say about it. I I looked, I looked it up on um, on Google and stuff, and the reviews weren't any better. No one liked it. It it sucked. Like a for effort for trying, but it it, it just wasn't it wasn't anywhere near what I think ESPN and the NBA were hoping for. Yep, I uh, would agree. Uh, shout out to Mike Conley for winning, bringing some kind of chipper here to Utah. Appreciate you, bud. Wish we would have had that kind of shooting during the season when we were playing, but <clears throat> it's all good. But the it's girl that he was playing in, like, the semifinals or the uh, – it was the quarterfinals or the semifinals. I don't remember. He was playing he played a, Billups a, in a the girl from – Who? Chauncey Billups in the semis. Oh, okay. So it was the quarterfinal matchup, and, and – the the WNBA player that he was playing against was her hers was in like the middle of this like field with a small little hill <laughs> and it only went back like six feet so if he said top of the key that that's not the top of the key like it was it was just terrible like it it it, it was so bad like I I just couldn't imagine like I I I couldn't fathom why they would think that's that's gonna work like if you say okay top of the key it's just i really thought that they were flying people that were safe and they were gonna test them and they were gonna do it in like an actual arena and do that but i guess that was not the case so i was really shocked when it was from their home on zoom or however they did it it was it was terrible i envisioned the kind of the same thing that you were saying but uh, yeah, like I said, it didn't happen. I I don't understand. Like they could have done so much better, bro. Like even without going to a stadium and all being together. Like, tell me how we're like it's one. It wasn't live. Okay, it, it wasn't live. Like they pre-recorded all of this stuff and then edited it together. So tell me why I'm getting 480p or less on a recorded like camera. Like how are we not at least 1080 with that, man? I could have done a better production than that. My phone does. My phone shoots in 1080, uh, 4K. If you do change the settings, and that's most people's phones nowadays. Just um, uh, like it, just in my head, like you can shoot the like what, kind of what we're doing right now. We're doing mobily. Like I'm on a phone call with you, recording this. So I'm not recording your phone call. Like, like they could have on the phone had the like announcer guy i don't remember what the guy's name was like him filming himself on the phone with whoever else he was with uh the two other dudes on like a conference call and like hey we're gonna be in the left key all right and then them just recording on their camera the the shot and then just editing that together and it would have looked 10 times better and uh personally like that would have made it somewhat bearable but god just like you go back and watch sports from the 80s and it looked better than that 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 was a yeah. sorry excuse for um, anything really, any kind of production. I don't know why ESPN even wasted their time. Yeah, they had so was, much time to even rough. plan it out. Like, come on, guys, come on. 
Yeah, again, I, I think it's cool that they tried to make something during this. And, you know, to me, it seemed like a quick cash grab to have everyone watch it. But, yeah. I, I, again, I, I like the idea. It just it was just not executed very no, well at all. And it ended it up being not a very I, good I would say someone, good someone who's doing it right um, is, is someone like NASCAR right now. And, again, don't have to be a NASCAR fan, but at least their E-League, the iRacing thing, that looks good. Like, it looks yeah, good. It they, look have, good. they have all their normal announcers. You're honestly just watching a race, but, if, like, if you walked in the room and glanced at the TV, you wouldn't even know that it was fake. It's that good. And you've got all their uh, Fox announce crew is there. And it sounds like a normal race. It's fairly entertaining. I've watched a couple of the races, and they're pretty good. So if you're into racing, um, ain't a bad option. And they're doing it pretty good. This is E-League's, E-League's time to shine. You're, got, your live sports are dead, as uh, <laughs> quoted by the famous Los. <clears throat> All right. So that is the horse competition. Nick, we're going to do a segment here. We're going to start a segment on the Wasatch Dunk where we talk about our top threes, and today's top three is our top three sports moments. Any moment that was impactful for you, your top three. Uh, we'll go you first and then kind of snake uh, do me. We'll just alternate back and forth uh, and see who has the better top three sports moments that was most impactful to them. We'll have the guys or all the audience shoot us some comments, see who won this competition uh, so yeah, take the floor, Nick. Number uh, your number three. So not your number one. Your number three top sport moment. Um, this is hard off the top of my head, honestly. Um, <clears throat> I feel you there. I, I feel you. I, I know my number one. I know my number one. Two and three are going to be a little tough. So um, I'm going to take it back to 2008 in the Olympics when. Um, the USA men's swimming team, it was the relay race, the four by 100, mm -hmm. Michael Phelps was there. Um, yep. honestly couldn't name the other three swimmers, but, um, France is this huge favorite in this event. Like the French were for sure going to win. Yeah. And yep. the, the French get out to this huge lead and, uh, the the U.S. is second. Like they were predicted to finish, um, to finish in the silver medal position. But um, as the race progressed, like I I think the relay is one of my favorite events in all of the Olympics. Really, I think swimming is probably one of my favorite sports yeah, in the Olympics. It gets the people going. It's like those it's close just, races are just hyped. Yeah, and that's that's just one of the like. Yes, I love basketball more than swimming, but I think in the Olympics, like. Yeah. USA just doesn't dominate as much right. as they do in, in other sports. But um, we we get – we're down big with, like, the third guy. And then the third guy makes up, like, this uh, – a ton of ground. And then the anchor comes in. And I, I believe – I want to say it's Ryan Lochte, but I'm not entirely sure. But, I mean, we won by – a, a millisecond yep. or something like that. It was yep. it was crazy, and it was it was just one of the coolest things to watch on live TV. Yep. And it, that was probably one of my favorite Olympics because Michael Phelps went off. Yeah, he did. And th that that was just one of the better the better sports <coughs> moments that I remember having was the 2008 four by one hundred relay race. I actually uh, saw a Beijing. replay of that on Facebook uh, the other day. I did watch the yeah the Olympics was posting some of their old stuff yeah that was a good moment a good moment for the u.s of a big government baby uh good first good number three good number three uh my number three i've got my three now in my head i was thinking about it while you were on your soapbox there uh, uh <clears throat> my number three and it's kind of like a two-parter um because i just remember being more hyped that when the, the first section of my part my two-part number three but uh, the, I think the more iconic one was the, the second part. I just wasn't. I guess I just wasn't as hyped because it wasn't as close. But <clears throat> part of this is Tiger Woods coming back, making full circle. He won at East Lake in the Tour Championship, and I just remember like it was hot. And I remember going to sit in my parents' trailer because the AC was working, and turning it on TV, 
getting hyped. Tiger's stuffing one to four feet, and I'm just hollering in the trailer. My mom's like, what's going on? I'm like, Tiger Woods, baby. <clears throat> Tiger Woods making the, the, the comeback uh, and, and winning at Eastlake. And then, obviously, my second part, him winning the 2019 Masters. Uh, I, I That's one of the best, better golf tournaments and really just – Top three sports moment for me watching Tiger wins Tiger Woods win the Masters on live television, pretty damn awesome. Yeah, that's a good one. I think that's a. Uh, <coughs> there's a lot of Tiger moments where, I, I can look back on and be like, man, that's pretty cool. And it, I don't know. I, I feel like my top three would always change. Like I'm, I'm trying to think now right. of some of some of the and other I, ones. But I don't. I didn't like, experience any like really pre tiger like, or like 2004 to seven or 1995 yeah. or 99 to 2007 tiger woods. Yeah. So it was cool. Well, I, I do remember. And I, I guess I would consider this an honorable mention and, and probably one of the something that gives me chills to this day is when tiger did win, I believe in 2004 when he has that, that infamous chip shot. Oh, yeah where the ball just slowly rolls yep. it stops at the pin or stops at the cup and then rolls in and yep. tiger does his his, fist his bump. famous fist bump and, and whatnot so um definitely definitely a good one there any tiger moment like that is is mm-hmm. something that that can be cherished for a long time um number two for me would probably be i want to say this is the 2008 Super Bowl. Let's look it up. I think 2008 Super Bowl, huh? I want to say 2008 was a good year for old Nick Meister Sports. Yeah, it was the it was the 2008 Super Bowl against the it was the New England Patriots versus the New uh New York Giants and the, the Patriots are undefeated. Again, yep. like I said, I'm a Dolphins fan. Um, didn't want them to break the record. I mean, they, they technically did. The Dolphins only went 17-0 and in 1972, and the, the Patriots were 18-0 and going into the Super Bowl. But one of the most famous catches of all Super Bowls was David Tyree catching the ball on his head. I don't know mm-hmm. how Eli Manning got the ball off in the first place. I don't know how David Tyree caught the football and one of the best moments I've ever seen in sports. Um, it was it was cool to be a part of something like that, and and uh, to see history be made right before my eyes. So that yep. that's definitely one that I I look at and say that's that's awesome. And the Patriots were favored by twelve, and the the Giants won. So yep. great game. That, that was a pretty iconic Super Bowl to see the. Pat's topla perfect season. Good one. Good number two. <clears throat> my number two. Going to my roots. Going to do some bowling here. Gives me chills every time I watch it, and I share it every time I see it. Is uh, to my non-bowling people. Is at the U.S. Open, the 2012 U.S. Open, hardest bowling tournament there is, and uh, Pete Weber sets a record. Only person to ever do it. Five U.S. Opens and legit. Like he has to strike in the in the fill ball of the tenth. So in the tenth frame, you get three shots. Right, uh, strikes the first two. Has to strike in the last frame to uh, win. He actually, my apologies, didn't set this up right. Shame on me. He goes nine spare on an ace shot. Aces one off his hand and leaves. I, I believe a nine pin, a nine or an eight pin. Just dirty, dirty break. Should have won it right there. He gets taken away from him. So the a, a roller coaster of emotions you got to be feeling when you're. Lose it to some terrible ass break. Picks it. Has to strike to win. Nine ties, eight loses. And it's the U.S. Open. Eight is an easy score to get. Eight or lower. Very easy to get. <clears throat> Pures another one off his hand. Ten back. Erupts. Infamous moment. Who do you think you are? I am. Uh, that, that'll go down. Personally, it's my it's the PBA's greatest moment. It got everywhere on social media, everywhere on the news. Good on Pete Weber for doing it. Five-time U.S. Open champion. Jason Belmont is the greatest bowler in the world. Probably will go down as the greatest bowler ever, but doesn't have five U.S. Opens, only has one. PDW winning the, his fifth U.S. Open title in 2012 is my number two. Yeah, 
don't. Not a big bowling person, but definitely I've seen the video. Um, people like to meme off of it and stuff. But Big Sean actually has a, that in a song. Like he has "Who Do You Think You Are?" I am the clip in one of his songs. I don't know which one it is, but it's in his song. It's pretty cool. I know a lot of people um, take off of that or put mood or something like that. So mm-hmm. definitely an iconic moment for sure. Um, I think I know your number one, Pete. What is? Do, do you have any idea what mine is? I, I don't, honestly. Uh, oh, maybe. I, I think I do. I think I have an idea. <coughs> I, I, almost everybody who knows me knows my number one. I publicize it all the time. But uh, I think I know your number one. Let's hear it. Let's see if I was right. So I don't – I it's, it's hard because I'm trying to think of, like, local – Sports, because that's what we're kind of tailored to. But it's a top three, homie. This is you. You have the floor. But but with the with my number one, I, I I think this is and again this can change at any moment. Like I could think of twenty other sports moments that I've witnessed in my life and be like, oh okay, actually this will be one. Like this would probably beat it or whatnot. And but from what the the 2016 NBA Finals. Oh, really? I, this is not James what I thought it was. Oh, God. And the Cleveland Cavaliers oh, down three to one. <clears throat> game seven. Um, one of the coolest games that I've witnessed. Like it was just, it, it was a close game, pretty much from the get go. Warriors went on a run. Cavaliers went on a run, and then it was like 89-89 for like four or five straight minutes, and no one, no one scored. And that's when LeBron had his infamous block, um, block. the block, that's and uh, yeah, just just a lot of like great moments there. And I thought it was cool that LeBron finally won one for the for the city of Cleveland. So that's a good one. Um, I'm. Going that is my number one. Really? What did you think my number I, one? I was? thought it was the Utes beating Bama in the bowl game. Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely that's not even one. in your top I mean, three, homie. See, I wasn't even really thinking about that. I was more just thinking of overall. Like it's 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 really hard. Like that's definitely up there beating. I mean, I was super young. I was only like nine at the time. But I guess when the Utes true. beat. When the Utes, well, that well, that was I was older then, but when the Utes beat Pittsburgh in two thousand four, two thousand five, um, that's when we kind of broke the broke the BCS and said that you know this is a team that's that's to stay. But I think for like impactful, I mean, another thing, others that I can think of is Derek Jeter, yeah. watching Derek Jeter. Um, one of the earliest sports memories I've I have is is like Kobe Bryant stepping over uh, or yeah. Allen Iverson stepping over uh, um, fuck Ty Lue, Ty Lue. Yeah. Um, watching that finals. Another one is the the Marlins and the Yankees in the World Series. Yep. The Diamondbacks and the Yankees when Luis Gonzalez hits a walk-off to win it. So mm-hmm. I have a lot of them. It's just it's hard to think of and put into a list. But yeah. those I'm going to go with those as my top three. Yeah. If you don't, like, believe in destiny, you got to watch sports, man. Derek Jeter hitting a walk-off at Yankees last game at Yankee Stadium. Like, you can't write that stuff, bro. And, like, yeah. Dale Jr. winning Daytona, winning at Daytona the next race after his dad dies there. Like, can't can't make that stuff up. Only sports. My number one, I'm sure Nick knows, it's the only time I've ever cried in, like, really any, a sports moment, movie, anything like that, anything that wasn't, like, something that, like, was painful, I guess. Um, yeah, the first time, I, only time I ever cried, it was my favorite athlete. I guess, I, I don't even know if it's, like, Tiger Woods and Jeff Gordon have a special place in my heart, and uh, they're probably my two of my favorite athletes. Uh, and, and it was Jeff Gordon's retirement year. Hadn't really had a good run for a while. Hadn't really won a race in a long time. <clears throat> Somehow was squeaking through, squeaking through the chipper. I had actually got his autograph earlier that season at the Las Vegas race. Uh, so that's one of the cooler moments, period, in my life was getting Jeff Gordon's autograph on my hat. That was awesome. Uh, but 
later that season uh, in the <clears throat> playoffs for NASCAR, um, Matt Kenseth, for whatever reason, I don't remember exactly what happened, but he was feuding with Joey Logano. They were the first two. And for, I think Matt Kenseth got wrecked by Joey Logano or got dumped to get, to push him out of the way. And uh, Matt Kenseth puts, like with like 10 laps to go, or even maybe less, puts him in the wall, just straight wrecks them both. And Jeff Gordon sent in third. Take, Matt Kenseth takes Joey Logano and Matt himself out of the race. Jeff Gordon sent in first. My heart's pounding. I was actually working. I, I remember the Soviet. I was working at the gym at when I was in college. I was working there watching it online because that was the only way I could watch it. I don't even know how I was able to get it. And uh, sitting there working the front desk and seeing him finally get his last win. I was shouting, crying in the freaking front the front window at the gym. People didn't know what the hell was going on. Tear in my eye. Man, that was a good day. That was a damn good day. Yeah. I'm one sure. of the greatest racers of all time. Yeah. So I'm sure that doesn't hit home with a lot of people, but that pulls your boy's heartstrings. That got him. That got him good. Well, that's what that's what sports do. I think some people don't like basketball. Some people don't like baseball. So it's it's all just kind of what you like, and it's <clears throat> it's hard to rank exactly what three stand out the most. Um, you know, but off the top of our heads, that's that's the three that we have. So that's the three. Um, <clears throat> have the people when you uh, listen, throw some comments down. Let us know maybe some of your three. Let us know who's your favorite was out of mine and Nick's six that we listed. Um, but yeah, good top three. I Nick. also want to say, I also want to say, like, God, now I'm just thinking about. It. I'm like, I think it was the 2018 national championship between Villanova and and uh north carolina and or 2017 i think it was and um archie diacono passes i don't remember the guy's name but he gets a a game winning three um to win the game right right after uh north carolina hit a game winning or a, a game tying three with just seconds left in regulation so that's that's one that comes to mind like just a lot of crazy things that have happened um in sports, but I've preserved a spot in my Mount Rushmore for the Jazz winning a chipper because I'm if, where I'm going to a home game and I hope they ended at home. And that once that gets taken care of and checked off, that'll be put on my Mount Rushmore. I'm saving a spot for it right now. We'll see. We shall. All right, cool. Good top six, Nick. Moving on. Last segment before we wrap things up. Boozing with the boys, Nick. I know you got a brewski in your hand. I've got me a little mixer. What we drinking? Tell us a feel-good story, crazy story, funny story. What's on your mind, bud? Um, drinking a Natterday, Natural Light Natterday, trying to get rid of them. So drinking those. <laughs> um, not a whole lot of feel-good stories from me. Um, craziest thing I've done in quarantine is I bought a expensive chair from <laughs> uh, AK Racing. I like I like the way you went with this. That's that's good. Let's let's hear it. Um the I've been working from home for the past like 6 weeks now or 5 weeks whatever it is and um the chair I was using sucked. I don't know how long this is going to last. I've been lo- I was looking at gaming chairs and one night I was just like screw it I'm going to get it and I ended up getting an AK racing chair which it's super nice it's got like a nice leather it smells like a brand new car honestly like it's it's comfy um has a lumbar support a head pillow uh worth it in some people's eyes probably not but when I'm gaming and when I'm <clears throat> When I'm working, it's it's comfy now. So <laughs> I guess that's that's been my my biggest highlight of quarantine in the last little bit. We are in no way affiliated or sponsored by AK Racing. If they'd like to send us some equipment to test out, we'd be happy to plug it on the show. That goes for anybody. If you have a brand that you'd like plug on the show, <laughs> please contact us at the Wasatch Dunk Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Let us know. We'd be happy to plug your equipment. Yes, I'm not sponsored by them. <laughs> I'd like to be. But. Uh, I like the way you went that. So uh, I've got a little mixer, rum and coke, baby. 
my go-to. Uh, craziest thing that I've bought this quarantine since we ain't spending any money. My homie D. Trump got us, stimulated us with that 1,200 bones. Um, <clears throat> shoot. Well, let's see. Uh, I really bought a whole lot, I guess. I I bought my Camp Chef stove. And again, not not sponsored by Camp Chef. If they'd like to send me some free equipment, I'd be happy to plug it here on the Wasatch Dunk. But I do have a three-burner gas stove, 30,000 BTUs per burner. That's some restaurant-quality shit right there. You know we're going to be cooking some shit up here at Blazing Rays. So <clears throat> that's the craziest thing I bought, I guess. I've been wanting, I mean, got nothing to do. been cooking a lot. Do it, take it camping. It's good stove. Real good stove. Anybody interested in a stove? I'm not going to tell you what to do because I am not sponsored by Camp <laughs> Chef. Well, there cool. you well that's, that's it, Nick. Yeah. That's boozing with the boys. Yeah, that's it. Awesome. Another. Well, uh, sorry, we've been gone for a little bit. We'll try and do it more. Uh, we'll do a weekly. Really, no excuse as to why we haven't done it. I guess. It's not a whole lot to talk about. If you guys do have any topics that you'd like us to talk about, uh, shoot us a DM, uh, Wasatch Dunk, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Is there- we could we could talk those through. Um, I would like to put yeah, that, that you are correct. There is no excuse. So I'll make it a personal promise to our audience that when Nick replies to me with that he is doing quotation mark something quotation mark, that will not be a viable excuse. Mark that down. <laughs> Nick has already said that himself. <laughs> True. <clears throat> All right, cool. Well, that's a good podcast, Nick. Talked about Simona, talked about the NFL draft, top three sports moments, and the dog shit, dog shit NBA horse competition. Any right. final thoughts before we take it off? Nope. Stay safe, guys. Let us know what you want us to talk about next and we'll see you next time yes sir don't let the big government get you hit us up at the wasatch dunk twitter instagram facebook you know where to hit us up nick thanks man i know it's a late night you don't really care it's a little bit late for me i'm gonna go watch some youtube take a nap wake up for work tomorrow you have a good rest of your night buddy you too see you guys signing off